Good evening, one and all, and welcome back. A long time that we've not recorded, or it feels like a long time, but this is episode 74 of Two Minutes for Chatting, and a lot of stuff has happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure has, not not only in, in the world of sport, but in the world. Yep, we only, I think, briefly touched on well, it wasn't that brief, but we did discuss coronavirus, but I kind of dismissed it at that point. And <laughs> after that, yeah. it's, it's now become the thing that it has, and everything's been cancelled, and nobody's gone out. So it's escalated. Yeah, I, I'm saying, I, I called, I, I think I called a pandemic, maybe maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, so it's definitely, as far as that goes, it's definitely better than our ice hockey predictions. Yeah, and and as I've discovered looking back at some notes, probably better than mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> we will get get stuck in. I guess there's no no room for anything else here. We're bringing bringing the best audio. Uh, what could you call it? Audio something, don't know. To the people who are, who are stuck in the house with nothing else to do, well, now you've got some great tunes and some ice hockey pish to listen to. Yeah, exactly. So this this episode, because we, we don't know what's going to happen, we might not even be here next episode, but this episode we've got What's happened to the league, and I guess sport in general, really, we can cover that. Um, some clan-specific stuff, including retired players, and we're going to mark them out of 10, even though it's an incomplete season. Where would we be without some marking out of 10 and harsh critics? And uh, and then see, see where we are at that point. It might just be total lockdown from the podcast well yeah I mean we'll, we'll play it by ear um, don't want to disappear completely as well because obviously with with every sport shutting down um, there needs to be some kind of release for people so yeah I meant we'll see. I meant more specifically this episode but oh, that, yeah. Right. but yeah we will we'll try our best to get something recorded as often as possible to, to people so you've got that to look forward to if nothing else um, but yeah we'll, we'll do our best so Dan, it is but diving straight in I mean it was announced obviously along with most other sport shutting down that the Elite League was the end of the season was officially cancelled I think it was behind a lot of the other European leagues in doing that, which doesn't really surprise me. But in the end, it was cancelled. And from that, I take it that nothing's going to be decided. Um, no playoff winner, obviously, no league championship. It's just almost forgotten, apart from the stats, really. Yeah, it's, it is a bit strange to have it end that way, but I think... I think they maybe sort of delayed announcing it because um, of the amount of imports um, that this league has compared to other leagues around Europe. Um, I think it's all 
ultimately, I think the right decision was was made, and in the end, it, uh, you know, it kind of then allows import players to to go back home and and be with their families and um, during mental lockdown situations. I de- definitely the the correct decision. Um, you know, <laughs> if they if they asked these these guys to to stay or to try and finish the season, then uh, <laughs> I don't know if there would be any fans next season that would that would go as a result of disagreeing with that. But um, it, it's a shame because this might be the last time some of these guys are playing. It may be their last season. It might be their last season at a specific team. So, I mean, you, the last yeah. game that we saw, you didn't go into it thinking this would be the last one in the season. No, definitely not, and the atmosphere would tell you that as well. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we'll probably we'll get into the the season as a whole, but just the way the way it kind of finished like that was a bit obviously disappointing and and, and underwhelming from Clan's point of view, but um, definitely a, a decision that had to be made. Yeah, I think maybe in a way we discussed Clan sort of turning it round a bit with recent results. So I mean, I think they would have thought as a as a team that they could have made it into the playoffs. Um, but you know that's that's not going to be the case. Also, um, you know Sheffield. I guess Sheffield got the Challenge Cup won before this happened, and Cardiff they'll be disappointed because. Maybe they and most people felt they were in the sort of driving seat for the league championship. So disappointing from from that point of view. Uh, but again, maybe some teams at the other end. It, I'm thinking the Fife's. It kind of gives them a chance to just forget everything that ever really <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that's a good way of looking at it, especially if you are a Fife fan and. Uh, you know, part of that organisation, but um, I guess I, I guess another sort of aspect of it is the the kind of monetary side of thing uh, things. So, like you know, teams like Fife would have been able to uh, cope had the season not been cancelled as well financially. Yes, no, I agree. Um, the, the, there are all different aspects. It just feels the way in general everything is at the moment where there's just no sport there's not really anything (laughs) it's just extra extra strange Um, but I mean so the the league itself clan then I guess you could say finished in 7th place overall very disappointing apart from the first the first couple of months um, yeah. you know, not not where they wanted to be, but uh, if they ever decided that they were going to go back and do a playoffs, as it were, before the season started or something like that, I see that they are thinking about. Was it some sort of uh, top five? Did they call it? Can't really remember what it was, but uh, an event that would almost replace the playoffs with teams playing off against each other. Well, I guess um, a Scottish Cup style. Po- possibly, yeah. 
Um, Remember that? Maybe at a more attractive arena, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't actually remember what the story is. I'll see if I can find it. Um, but, yeah, it, it would be quite nice to do that, but obviously it's a sport-wide problem of how you finish a season and who gets what. Um, I don't really know what the best best thing to do is other than just kind of cancel it, but then I, I, I don't really like that. No, I don't. I, yeah, part of me thinks that, um, you know, Cardiff should probably be awarded the title. Um, but it is, it is one of those things, though. You just you just don't really know until you've played um, a full season, and that's, I guess, you know, if you if you look at football and, and what's going on there, um, you know, I think Liverpool. For looking at the Premier League, I think Liverpool will be disappointed if if they cancel the season. If they were, what was it? Were they one one game away from winning the league or something? Like that? Uh, yeah, something potentially. So I think so. Yeah. If you look at it from that aspect, it's I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's kind of it's obviously difficult and it's different in hockey as well, but. Um. Yeah, looking at it overall, though, I think it would it would have been ideal to to sort of postpone it and then finish the season. But I guess part of the issue is that we have no end date for this. Yeah, that's that's exactly the that's exactly the problem. So you can't you can't really plan for it. Um, I, I found the article there. The clubs today agreed to stage a special event to relaunch the elite league operation when health issues are resolved. It's been agreed to replace the lost upcoming playoffs with a Magic 5 weekend, which will feature all 10 teams in action in one venue. It says September 12th, 13th could see five back-to-back matches in one place, but remember this date is not cast in stone. Um, Rivalries rivalries will be renewed as five extra games are added to the league programme. Normal game points will be up for grabs at the Magic 5. Blah, blah. So maybe what they're doing is just they'll take the standings as they are mm-hmm. um, and then make them an extra extra round of fixtures. As it would be, I don't know if it'd be 1v, 1v10, 2v9 kind of thing. 3v8. Ah, right, yeah. It doesn't say that, I'm just kind of guessing. If it was, that would be 4th v 7th, which would be playing against Belfast. But who knows, really? Um, some some way to to award uh, to reward teams who've done well is nice, but we could genuinely be here for hours because it's different for all the sports and there's arguments for and against. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, clan-wise, as a season, I think we both agree, really disappointing. Um, not a good end at all. And uh, a lot of those players, I think, will probably be disappointed how it turned out. Yeah, um, especially the way, obviously, given the, the way that we started. And, um, you know, we were sitting top of the league for a, for a time as well, and we looked really good. Um, albeit, you know, there was obviously, I think at that point, we were still 
looking for room for improvement in certain aspects. But overall, you you know, couldn't have too many complaints. Um, given that we were we were winning most of most of our games at that point. Yeah, and it just uh, sort of went downhill rapidly from that. I think I remember a a game we played against Cardiff, maybe November time. November, December, and uh, ran into a lot of penalty trouble. And from there, really, things just started to turn, and it resulted in us obviously dropping out the playoff position, um, which we've we've managed to get back into uh, before the the end, in quotation marks, of the season. Um, so, you know... Do you think that the premature end to the season has saved Fitzy? Great question. I think he would have been here anyway, but I think it's probably helped that even more, yes. I, I think it's actually probably helped most of the coaches down in that position. Uh, I don't think it's done anything for Fife really because they were you know sort of resigned to a terrible season and that they couldn't couldn't really get in the playoffs Dundee I mean they're they're always pushing for it but they're sort of generally there and thereabouts I don't think Pasha is the what he's done for Dundee you know on and off the ice I think he's he doesn't strike me as a guy that Dundee would want to get rid of uh, quickly. Finnerty, maybe a bit different there. I'm not sure what, what his situation is. Um, but I think for Fitzy, going back to the original question, I think he would have been there, but his argument could be, you know, we're going into the last four games that we've sort of turned it round and that we could have possibly done something in the playoffs. Yeah, um there is obviously an argument to that. Um I just I just wonder I I just didn't get the feeling that we would that we'd really turned a corner at that point. Um when the league had stopped. I think we had um was it Guilford? Um, Guilford, Guilford was one of the games coming up. Oh no, sorry, we had, it was Dundee home, wasn't it? That was the next game, and then it was away. Uh, the ne- Guilford, I think. The next game was Fife away, then Guilford away. Ah, right, okay. Because we just we, we yeah, came no, back and right. beat one in Dundee. Uh, so, so it was going to be Fife, Fife away, then Guilford. Yeah, so I mean, no, no guarantees there really um, especially at Guildford I don't, I don't think we would have taken anything there and I think we'd said that as well so you know yeah. really I don't know it's difficult and obviously nobody nobody is able to tell us now so um, yeah I, I guess I think I think it's saved it has saved Fitzy I think he would have I don't know if he would have not been here next year but I think Due to the circumstances, um, 
and obviously, you know, cancelling the season doesn't really mean anything in the end. So, um, I think you'd yeah. be given a another crack at the whip. Yeah, I, I guess the the positive is that you've got almost a season's worth of experience there for him, and yeah, you've not really lost anything out of it from a, a you know, an actual silverware or whatever you want to call it point of view mm-hmm. but um, and you know I think the attendances were still quite good so financially um, up till that point there wasn't any loss there will be from the games that people can't attend obviously um, so all, all the teams all the teams are in that same boat but I think yeah well, that's yeah. That kind of brings on like maybe another kind of major issue um, with uh, the arena and and into. Yeah, it does. Yeah, obviously been in a, a lot of trouble. It seems financially. So yeah, and this this situation can't be doing anything for them really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, as far as I'm aware, is Brayhead completely shut. I think so, Apart yeah. Apart from the, the supermarket, but that's not, like, Sainsbury's, I would guess, but I don't think that's got any any real yeah. ties. So, um, it is, it's a good point, what is going to happen to the arena? So, obviously, before Into bought it, I don't know who who owned Brayhead. Mm, good got, question. I've got know. no idea. Um I mean, I would expect maybe somebody else will come along and buy it. Is that how it works? Or maybe they'll just think this is a complete disaster and that's actually why it was sold originally to Inter. But I mean, this... Yeah, it could be, yeah. This... Is it going <laughs> to end up that there's actually not a team next year? I can't really see that. I think, I think some kind of arrangement will happen. To keep that going, but it must it must obviously have an impact because they've got sponsorship and obviously arena rental tie-ins and everything. I've got no real idea how it all works, but it will have an impact. Yeah, definitely will. Um, something to keep an eye on going forward, certainly anyway. Yeah, well, we won't be the unlikely to be the into anything at this stage um, so we'll see but I mean I, I just don't see I don't see the arena becoming derelict and there being no team in it uh, but then again you know what my predictions are like so this it could be there just could be no could be no clan next year and we'll have to I don't know think about something else to talk about but um, yeah so Fitzy possibly saved and on that note, a, a good question arising from that is, has it saved any players? Uh, it's interesting you ask that. <laughs> is it? <laughs> because obviously we've uh, we've compiled a, a list of uh, ratings which could help determine that. It could indeed. Um, before, we, before we do tackle that though, um, Lyndon Springer, I guess this kind of comes into the the equation. Um, we discussed 
kind of who who we would potentially want back before the season stopped. Um, he didn't quite make our list, um, but it was announced that he is now retiring. Um, don't know if that was his plan before this season, and playing with this clan team just compounded it. But <laughs> he's he's uh, retired and moving on to pastures new. So good luck to him from that point of view. Uh, I think he, he certainly divided opinion at times, but seemed to be a bit of a fan favourite. Yeah, I think a lot of fans do like that, that kind of hard-nosed type of guy. Um, I did feel as well at, at times that he, he stood out um, for for good reasons. Definitely, yeah. On the ice, um, especially after Christmas, he was kind of one of the ones um, in defence that appeared to be better than the rest and um you know you could you could see him um being quite vocal on the ice as well which sometimes helps um so that was good to see but yeah overall um like you know we kind of touched on this anyway but he's probably not one that i would have had back but again that's just more down to the fact that i thought he would i thought he would on occasion take um, kind of daft penalties and kind of pose under pressure at times. Yeah, I think we said, I said last week that I acknowledged that he was a better player than I thought he was. Um, mm. And and yeah, I think he was quite important to that team. I uh, got the impression that he was well liked and stuff and pretty good leader. So from that yeah. point of view, yeah, he, he will be missed. Can we replace his him as a player, yes. Um he he was the, the physical the physical guy that probably not too many players took took chances with from that point of view. As a season I don't really consider it one that we were bullied or anything really. That's that's not the way the league is anymore really. Yeah. Um, but you know he, he did did his bit when he had to. And I think, to be honest, he, he played he played pretty well. He's just not really my my kind of player, but I see exactly why a lot of fans like him. And fair enough, fair play to that. Yeah, I think the other thing you know is as well. He's only twenty five, so for him to retire at this point um, is perhaps a bit strange. But obviously, we don't know um, what his personal situation is. But um, yeah, it's just it's not really. Often you see guys that young retire. No, but then again, it just it just depends what kind of offers they have or how they're feeling about being overseas and stuff. So yeah, um, I don't know the the details. Was there a a kind of there was, must have been a press release about it. I think so. But yeah, I'm but, not. I'm yeah. not sure if it. Uh, I'm not sure if it revealed anything other than just that he was retiring and have a quick look but while I'm doing that the aforementioned player ratings now we said that next week or the next next time we record we're going to have a laugh and go back and compare this to <laughs> how we predicted the players would be before they even hit the ice which is it's just the ultimate podcast yeah uh, challenge that really isn't it just do everything without without seeing anything that's part of the real fun um 
So we're gonna gonna get stuck into that and I think we've got to really start with the goalies, don't we? Yes. What what better place to start? Built from the back, <laughs> as they say. Yeah. There is there is not really any information by the way about Springer. What what no. he's going to do. It just says Heading home one last time, I feel totally at peace with the decision to step away from the game that has brought me so much love and happiness over the years. Um, and a kind of thanks to the organisations. I've got some life that needs a living. Anyway, right. so not sure what, what he's doing there, but good luck to him. Uh, sorry, so the goalies. Goalies, right, okay. I mean, just be diving straight in. I think for so. Ra- for ratings? Yeah, unless you want to supplement it in any way. No, I'm quite happy just to, to dive straight in. Okay. Um, I'll start, so we'll obviously start with um, our starter, yeah. Patrick Killeen. Um, and over, over the course of the season, uh, I've, <laughs> it's perhaps harsh, but I've, I've given uh, Killeen a four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Judging by your reaction, it probably it probably was quite harsh. Yeah, possibly. I did, I did have five, and then I scored it out and put four. Okay. If you can, as long as you justify, then everyone's happy, really. Right. Um. Well, my justification is that I think he was one of the one of the worst. Goalies in the league in terms of save percentage. Um, Clan as a team conceded the most amount of goals in the league. Um, goals against average, obviously were last there as well, but with 3.77. So close to four goals a game. That's not good enough for me. And yeah, and obviously the defensive get a big part to play in that, but I felt at times while Killeen did make some some good saves here and there, but at times I felt like he was he lost concentration a bit and we were kinda of conceding two or three goals in the space of five minutes and you know, really we can't can't have that. Um I have given him a five point something. I'm not really doing points, but I was considering six, but I actually thought genuinely five. So I agree with most of what you said. I just think uh, he was pretty, pretty much keeping us in some of those games at the start of the season that we won. Um, And I also think um, some of the other saves that he made at times to stop games getting completely out of hand are worth a bit of consideration. I do agree, though, that obviously the stats with goals conceded are an issue, and I do think he did lose concentration. But I think I'm going to give more credit or put more blame on what was in front of him. Um. I know we discussed recently about, for some reason, wanting to sign goalies that we know can face 50 shots a game. 
again, I think he's fa- <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah. I think I think he's probably facing too many shots. Um, but yeah, there there were some issues there, and he did not live up to what I thought he was going to be. So uh, another shocker for me, but I I've given him a five. Okay. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin. Uh, I've given him a five, purely because didn't see a great deal of him. When he did come in, he was okay. That's really all I've got to say. Yeah, I gave him a six because the extra point was sort of for sympathy <laughs> that he um, had to come in at a time that the team was an absolute shambles, really. Um, yeah, and he, he, he did. He did all right. There wasn't really any times that I thought, um, you know, he's completely sold the jerseys kind of thing there. Um, and for a younger guy, I think he was, he was fine. But again, you don't see enough of him to to do anything else. So we'll move on from that. Um, the defense, uh, obviously, Fitzy played. A couple of games, but we'll just keep him for a coach rating, I think. I don't think he he played enough to, to give him a, a match rating, do you? No. Um okay, so if you want to you want to go through the, the defence then? In any order right. really. Right, I'll just well, okay. So I've got hmm, see I've put I've put Liam Stinton in here as well. Yep, okay. Um that's no, that's that's fine. Cause he played uh, it a bit. So I just run through the defence on. Yeah, yeah. Just run through. through. Just run through, and then we'll discuss any kind of points of interest. Right. Okay. So we'll start with Travis Earhart, and I've given him a seven. Um, Jordan Haywood, five slash six, probably five. Craig Moore, I've given a seven. Uh, Matt Puffal, four. Sean Robertson, five. Springer, six. Stanish, five. And Stenton, six. Okay. Um, to be honest, actually, that's not too far off what I had. But maybe not quite as I wasn't quite as optimistic. Um, I had Earhart, Springer, Moore, and Stenton all in five uh, sixes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I had Stanish, Puffal, and Haywood on fives. Uh, I had. Robertson on five as well, actually. And that leaves, who have I not done? Uh, Moore? Did I, did I mention Moore? Craig Moore? Yeah, he's, uh, Jordan Haywood. Jordan Haywood had a five for Jordan Haywood. Um, so, kind of explaining that, the standouts for me really were Travis Earhart, um, you know, I think points-wise, he's actually kind of up there with some of our uh, forwards, ahead of some of our forwards, um, and kind of 
doing on track for equaling what he what he did last year points wise. I would say, um, I'm just generally impressed by him. We've discussed in the past that I think he is a better player than playing in, playing in this team. Um, Springer, as I said, quite quite impressed. A lot of the time, a few issues. Same with Earhart. I mean, Earhart makes mistakes as well. Springer did, but generally I was I was fine with Springer. Craig Moore I thought was was solid. Um and Liam Stenton. I was impressed. I could actually probably possibly stretch to a seven with him. Um I think I think he's one for the future. Uh fives. Who have we got? We've got Stanish for me. Not not really good enough based on what he did last year. Pufal shows promise, but too many errors. He would kind of similar and obviously unlucky with the injury. And Sean Robertson can't really say too much. He's not not played enough. Um, he looked okay, but but nothing nothing too exciting. So that's really it for me. Not nothing more than a six. Yeah, um, I guess that's fair. Uh, I was just, I was trying to, in a way, kind of reward guys like Earhart and Moore because I felt like they yeah. played better over the course of the year than, um, say, Springer and, and Haywood, um, who are kind of probably next in line there. Stenton, I've, I've given Stenton a six as well. I don't know if I'd push him a seven because I didn't, didn't really see him all that much. Um, but when I did see him, I was impressed with him. And that's why I've given him a six as opposed to Sean Robertson, who again didn't really see a great deal of, but wasn't really that enamoured with him, to be honest. So he gets a five. Stanish, yeah, you've touched on nowhere near as good. Uh, his yeah. last season um, missed a few games as well obviously yeah he did he did um, but generally overall um, his play wasn't that good his point production um, had halved this year compared to last year yeah, and that's significant that is yeah uh-huh. um, I've got a good air heart stat for you as well actually okay Um. Travis Earhart had, or he was second in the team for um, shots on goal this year. Really? Well, yeah. that's yeah, that's that's a surprise. It is big, big surprise. Um, we'll come on to the forwards in a second. Obviously, we'll we'll touch on more of that. But um, and finally, Matt Matt Pufau, I've given him a four, and for me. I think he was actually a top point scoring D-man. Um, but it just shows you, like... Yeah, you're right there, yeah. He, for me, made too many mistakes. Um, and ultimately, that's... That's kind of what's given him a, a lower mark. Yeah, I thought it was... I thought it was very inconsistent. Yeah. But maybe maybe people maybe people disagree with that. Um, I've seen a, I think quite a few people you know appear to 
to quite like him. For me, he was just too too inconsistent and uh, you know prone to prone to those noticeable mistakes. Um, yeah, mostly errors. Yeah, but to be honest, you can't really argue with. I'm being the the top point scoring D man, uh, given his finishing ahead of guys that we've said had better seasons, but there was just something 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 about him that I didn't it didn't quite uh, I didn't quite it didn't sit sit with me that well. But um, Yeah, for me know, he was kinda he seemed more to, he was kind of more like Lee Baldwin than he was Travis Erhard. He was. He did. He did show a lot of promise at times. You have to give him that. He could. He. He was a good, quite a good skater. I would say. Yeah, I think. I thought. Yeah. I thought his transition was pretty good, which I could not really say about Baldwin quite as much. No. But Baldwin was probably a, a better defenseman <laughs> than Fifa. Bal- Baldwin also got to play with Hammond, Pitt and Becker at their absolute prime, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. As did Harry Quast, so... That, that really offsets a bit, but... Yeah, I mean, we're perhaps a bit controversial with that compared to what other people think, but we're, we're sort of on the same page. It just wasn't quite... There for me. Um, no, th- defensively, he was too. He was almost kind of too lightweight for mm-hmm. his size. Yeah, yeah. Um, not really good enough. Um, clearing the zone wasn't particularly good at that. Passing at times wasn't great. Um, yeah, I mean, like as you say, like his his transition was pretty good. Um, you know, when he's skating through with it, puck, he's he's pretty good with that. Um. And obviously chips in with the, the odd goal and assist him there. Um, but yeah, just o- overall for me, just didn't do it. Yeah. Right, on to, on to the forwards. And this this bit, I, I will admit that I'm, uh, that I'm doing it doing it as we discuss it. I think that's fine because that's that's a pure instinct, pure instinct, Mark. Yeah. So, um, if you you go first, then. And I will, will go after that without being influenced at all by what you're saying. <laughs> okay, I'll run through them again just like before. Right. Um. Matt Becker, I've given a six. Um. Rasmus Bierum, I've given an eight. Matt Hayward, I've given six. Matt Cowlick, five. Marcus Johnson, 7. Nolan Laporte, 6. Mikael Leitamer, 5. Jack Muzzle, 3. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Craig Peacock, 4. Scott Pitt, 4. Chad Rowe, 7. Matthew Rua, 7. Scott Tansky, 7. Chad Smith, 3. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm going to go through it. It's, I've got mine in a slightly different order that I've written down. But okay. Um. Right. 
Becker. <laughs> Becker four, pit four. Becker four? Yeah. Becker four, pit four. I feel like they come as a two. And yeah, but see, that's... I don't know. I feel like you have to separate. Well, okay. If Pitt's getting four, then Becker can't get two more than that. Right. Giving them both fours. Bierum is getting an eight. But I agree there. Tansky is getting a... a who does he? Let me just check. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just check. Sorry, I'm just checking something. Tansky is okay. getting a six. Okay. Peacock's getting a four. Matt okay. Haywood's getting a six. Jack Musel, four. Matt Cowlett, four. Lidtammer. <sighs> Lidtammer is getting a five. Laporte okay. is getting a six. Laporte, Laporte's getting a seven. Matthew Roy is getting a six. Chad Rowe's getting a six. Johnson is getting a six, but only because, only because he didn't play as many games. I was impressed, but I feel like he, I can't give him a seven. And Chad Smith is uh, exempt from marking. So, I mean, the controversial points there are Pitt and Becker, for a start. Yeah, we need to have to start there. Both, both poor, both well below what we expected. Yeah, it's really, um, it's really shocking, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Um, no, it is, it is. I've gone through, so I, I, I don't look at their points from this season. Um, so Scott Pitt in 45 games scored 9 goals 21 assists for 30 points um, Scott Pitt from last year 58 games 22 goals, 37 assists for 59 points so his average last season was 1.07 and his average this season is 0.67 yeah. that's unbelievable yeah, it's a huge drop. It's, um, a, it's a, a chasm of a drop. It is, yeah. Um, similarly, Matt Becker, 39 games this season, 13 goals, 15 assists, 28 points. Um, compared to last season, 60 games, 26 goals, 40 assists for 66 points. So his average last season was 1.1. And his average this season is zero point seven two. Yeah, again, I mean, not not good enough. I mean, I, I, that's really why I've said four because four for me is just the not good enough mark. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Po- possibly you could you could possibly argue that you know Becker's ratio is slightly higher there, isn't it? So 
he could be creeping up to a five, but uh, there's I'm not having two points in between them. Um, okay, they were they were split up as well, but mm-hmm. Pitt, for whatever reason, as much as I want to defend him and love him, he's not done it, and that's possibly going to be the last we see of Pitt. Becca, again, could be the last we see of Becca on the ice. Um, And actually, from that point of view, it's a really disappointing way. Marks aside, it's a disappointing way for them both to finish, given what they've done. Yeah, definitely. Um, For it to end that way, as you say, it's really disappointing. Um. Who knows, really? Um, I would like to see Becca back in a sort of coaching role, um, and perhaps I can play if necessary, sort of thing. Yeah. Because I think, um, you know, if he if he kept himself in shape, I think he could be a really useful utility guy. I think it's more. I think it's more the fact that. I think the the amount of games is probably catching up with them a bit now. Yes, no, I think you're probably right. Um, Pitt, I get that impression less so. It just wasn't, it just didn't seem on it. Matt Becker strikes me more of a kind of guy that could get out of game shape easily. Pitt, I d- <laughs> no, no, I don't mean like put on loads of weight. I just mean... He seems like the kind of guy that needs games and ice time to stay to stay sharp. Pitt's similar, but not quite in the same way. I just think Pitt was off it for a number of reasons, um, and it's yeah, it's really disappointing. But um, if it is, if it is the last, the last we see of Pitt, then it's a shame. But for me, he will be back in a banner capacity. Yeah, I think I think that's only right that you should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I mean, let's let's not get too too stuck down on. Them. I think we both agree that they were disappointing. Um, yeah, you you had you had Beck as as a as a six compared to Pitt being a four. Is there any real justification um, for that? Not really. I guess when you can put it when you can put it like that, I'll change it to a five. <laughs> I don't change mean it. it. I don't mean it like that. Um, no, no, but uh, no, I yeah. can't justify that. So okay. Um, yeah, I guess basically you can kind of see you can see it with Becca. I mean, he's never really been that kind of player that he's going to bust that gut up and down the ice. But no, um, it's definitely telling. I think in that team. Fitzy wants to have with this hard working ethos that he doesn't fit into that and I think maybe because of that he's kind of standing out a bit yeah but then also Becca has influence on the team so it kind of works yeah. <laughs> works both ways maybe maybe Becca's idea of tactics is to sort of slow the game down and Fitzy's <laughs> is the complete opposite but um, yeah I mean we'll, we'll probably we'll talk about those two I'm sure in the in the coming weeks as well when we do looking back and, and stuff like that. Uh, let, let's take some positive markings. So let's look at uh, Bierum, Tansky, 
uh, and Janssen then. Yeah. I mean, I mean, three, three guys who have had, I would say, pretty, pretty impressive seasons. Johnson a bit different. He came in and impressed. But certainly Bierum and Tansky, I think Bierum's been, has been our, our best forward. I know Laporte has is the top point scorer, and I do, I do think Laporte has been good. We kind of disagree a bit on that, as we did last week. But Bierum is an all round package for me, is the best yeah. forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's a top ball. He's a top goal scorer. Um, yeah, by a Yeah, scored twenty goals compared to Laporte's sixteen. Um, and his average, I think, is about the same. I think it's just um, slightly more uh, point average than than last season. But um, again, that's kind of that's kind of secondary, I think, to his kind of overall play, which I think is just really good. He's just he's just excellent. He's excellent on the on the puck and so, um, you know, kind of that sort of tricky. Sort of forward that um, I think we both like and enjoy watching. Um, he's just had a another another good season, and I think you know maybe stood out more this year than he did last year. Yeah, I think it shows how important a signing it was bringing him back. Um, yeah. I think we we'd said you know we we absolutely must must bring him back and. The same will be said if if we can do it again for a third year. I mean, obviously things are a bit up in the air, but he is he's number one, number one to come back next year. Um, yeah. Tansky, he just he, he does fit into the the fitsy the fitsy mold, um, like you were talking about. Uh, I, I maybe maybe expected. A bit more of them from uh, a points production standpoint this year, given that he's had he's had a year to adapt. But that injury he got during the season, I think, basically almost possibly almost finished his his career. So to get him back from that was was good, and I think he just he just gets what the team the team's about, and he can do. Do a number of play a, a number of different roles. I think he's he's important, um, and he's had a good season. Yeah, I mean, I can't can't really disagree with it, with anything there. Um, and you know, when when we weren't playing that well, um, there's a handful of guys that would uh, tend to perform um, every night as well. You were getting uh, good big performances out of Tansky. Um, and Johnson as well, um, and you know definitely kind of stood out again for for the, the right reasons. Yeah, maybe it just means we need to go more European next year. Maybe yeah. That maybe that's the style that that we should be looking for. Um, but yeah, as you say, Johnson and we we mentioned last week, he has been impressive, uh, albeit not coming in as a as a big name signing. Um, he's He's done well. Um, Laporte, we're a bit more split on. We talked about the Connolly comparison. 
Um, mm. You know, I, I think he's he's been an important player this year, given his kind of points that he's contributed, and um, you know, I think he I think he's pretty involved, and he he's obviously a, a passionate player, maybe not the most skillful, um, but I think I think he. I've got to say, I think he can feel he's had a, a decent season. Um, and given that he is the top point scorer for me, sort of boosted that up a bit a bit more than just an average season. Yeah, um, I guess to, to an extent. Although I think, you know, 39 points, it's not, it's not that great. He is, he is the top point scorer. I don't think he was brought in to be the top point scorer, I will say that. Um is uh, over the course of the season had um, the most shots on goal with uh, 182 um, compared to shots off goal, which was off the charts. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. Um, but you know, he he was. Um, one of the one of the guys that would um, have a pop at goal, and when not too many other players would, uh, I think he had he had a hundred a hundred shots on goal more than Scott Pitt, and a hundred and two shots on goal more than Matt Becker, and a hundred and three shots on goal more than Chad Rowe. Yeah, that's that's an interesting stat because. Um, at, at times with Pitt and Becker, etc., almost felt like they were they were trying the shots, but it just wasn't going in. But that that would sort of, um, you know, maybe maybe tell you otherwise. But generally, actually looking at the shots, you know, Er Earhart we've talked about. Apart from Earhart, Bierum, and Laporte, it's kind of a mixed bag really from from everyone else. Um. And, you know, if you obviously if you take that many shots, then you're likely to get to get a few points. But that uh, the Laporte Bierum Rowe line really was the sort of standout by a, a country mile that that you think of when you you think of this season. Yeah, um, you can look at the shots on goal two ways. Obviously, Laporte said so many more than, than any other player um, but he did only score 16 goals um, so you know that's you know potentially an issue there but um, so he's a conversion rate obviously not being that great but then anyway, comparatively if you look at um, at Chad Rowe you know, only 79 shots on goal throughout the season and um, only 4 Four goals, well, four goals less than than Laporte, which is, a, I suppose, comparatively is is a quarter less than Laporte, but um, obviously with over a hundred shots less on the goal. Yeah, um, I mean Chad Chad Rowe, where we're on him there, um, I've I've been impressed. Uh, I I still I still want more from him. But I think there is that kind of element of adapting to the league. But I think for somebody who is clearly, when you look at that, 
you look at that team, I think he's clearly the guy who's meant to be the standout. I don't think he's he's quite been that, but you can see you can see that he is he is a player. Um and from that kind of reflects my mark. I think I'd say I'd give him a six. Um you know, I, I would when we talk about my pre season marks, I won't exactly spoil it, but it was a lot higher than that. Um so a, a bit of disappointment from that point of view. But again, he did contribute to that line and does do a lot of good things both on and off the puck. So you've got to take that into consideration. Um, you know, a, a good player. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're in agreement there. Um, I think he, you know, being on that line with, with Bierum and, and Laporte, I think has helped their game as well. Um, For sure, yeah. So I just I, I think kind of overall I thought he was, um, yeah could could probably have been better, um, points wise and I think he would probably want that for himself as well, um, but yeah that that's kind of why I've, I've given him a seven. I was just I was quite impressed with him. Um, you know I think a lot of people would kind of look at his his CV as you do with the guys like that and, um. Maybe didn't live up to the hype that way, but um, certainly did did a decent job nonetheless. Yeah, so moving on then to let's look at some of the Brits before we finish off with the final imports. Um, Matt Haywood, obviously captain this year. I gave him a six. I think it's possibly been. Uh, I've not I've not compared his stats. I don't really want to guess, but I think he's done pretty well in the role of captain. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what his how he feels. I I think he's a he's a good choice for the captain, a kind of natural choice. I think he's done well. Um, and he's, you know, you you. you I'm not going to say he's developing every year, but you can see he's he's picking things up from a lot of quality guys he's played with. Um, you know, I, I can't really ever have any complaints about him. I think that's the main thing you can say. Yeah, I think he'll always give you his all. Um, I think you can you can say that of Matt Hayward. Um, he, this season, I think, had his joint lowest points total. Well, obviously the, the season was um, cut short as we know but um, 14 points 6 goals, 8 assists um, for 48 games um, which is joint with uh, a couple of seasons ago under John Tripp so um, if you look at it from, from that point of view from a point standpoint he's not really had a good year but then he's never really been that kind of guy that puts nah, up the, that's just not puts up points yeah, that's just that exactly. Um, but it's, it's the other elements that he does well, um, and I think he has, um, you know, as you say, kind of naturally uh, fallen into that um, captain's role, and I think he's he's done a really good job with it. Um, you know, if you, probably if you ask every other player um, from this season, they'd probably tell you that he was a good captain. So I think that. 
kind of tells you what you what you need to know there. Yeah, and he's he's the only guy, um, I believe that's played every game. Possibly this this year, uh, might be wrong. Bierum looks as though he has as well. Yeah, Bierum, I think was the only other one. Um, but I mean, Haywood in the past has had a couple of quite bad injuries, so it's good, good to see him go through that full season. Um, and I would, I'd fully expect he'll be the captain next year whenever that season starts. Um, we, without going over too much old ground from from last time, but with Nuzel and Howlett, um, at the moment I just don't really, don't really see what they're adding to the team. <laughs> yeah, that that is difficult um, finding uh, sort of good brick players that you can have. Um, you can come in and do a job straight away. Um, I've been a bit more lenient with Howlett because of his age, and um, I think he is one that you would say is probably still developing. Um, yeah, uh, but he is he is very lightweight. Um, I think we touched on that a few weeks ago as well, but. Um, that, I think that's kind of what it's kind of almost a disadvantage for him because um, he is he is a a really quick skater and he's um, you know sort of decent on the puck as well at times but um, yeah just overall he's pretty lightweight for me um, Jack Jack Muzo well, well I mean what what can you actually say? Yeah. The end of last well, the end of last year he picked up that um a bad ankle injury and then, you know, another pretty serious injury again this year. Yeah. Um it's obviously not working out for him. Uh, no. and age isn't on his side now either. He's well I say that but I think a lot of people seem to think that he's younger than he is. Yeah, he's got that impression of it, that that look about him. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I can't. I can't see him still being here next next season. I think yeah, maybe, I, maybe he'd be dropping down a couple of levels depending on the the injury and stuff. Uh, for me, we'll be looking to to replace in that area. Yeah, agreed. Um, right, uh, Craig Peacock. Mm. I mean, sort of know my thoughts, but he's just um, he's had too many chances now for me uh, to to produce. And other than face-offs, uh, he's just too lightweight and not not contributing enough for me anyway. Uh, so that's why I've given him such a low mark. What's going to happen with him next year? I just I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be sticking about, but I'm, I've given him too many chances now. I think the the thing for me is that he's been he's been an alternate captain um, this season and last season, which kind of makes me think that he's he's clearly doing something right. Um, Maybe, but like you say, yeah, I think he is underwhelmed since he's arrived here. Um, that's his his fourth season now, and he's um, you know previous seasons he's had sort of injuries that have, that have kept him out. 
as well, but um, he played the majority of games this year and, uh, you know, really just hasn't, just hasn't really done it. If, yeah. if we're sort of comparing him to what, what he was like in Belfast, I think there's, there's no sort of comparison, it's like a different player. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Yeah, I can't, can't tell you. He just, I just think of him as being really lightweight, and I, I just don't think he really fits in to the team. Um, mm. You know, it's it's obviously hard. There will be an issue if we have to try and replace him because where do you get these players from? So in a way, you can. They're not comfortable in in where they are, but I, I he does strike me as somebody who could. Who could become too comfortable, and that's why his games not yeah. where I'd want it. Um, yeah, but I think he was kind of he was brought in as a, a Ben Davis replacement, wasn't he? And yeah, you know, well, really, yeah. that's probably one of the more shocking. Yeah, that's that's an issue. Yeah. Clubs. yeah, 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 because he, Davis always always seemed involved in a game, even when he wasn't. And Peacock's the opposite of that to me. Peacock yeah. can be missing even when he's on the ice and I don't yeah. I'm not a fan of that in a player Davies um, fits more yeah he um, does absolutely fits his kind of team as yeah. well so yeah exactly um, bring him back <laughs> um, right so we've just got uh, well Chad Smith I didn't I didn't give a mark to Chad Smith um, just a weird sort of signing as if we offered him offered him a place because Fife didn't um, that he's not really Aye. played and not contributed. Um, just a weird yes. one. I think he should be playing somewhere else to get some game time. Like lead. Um. Right. So, uh, Mikael Ledhammer is next. Um, and he was for me all right. That's the best way to describe his season. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um. Again, the sort of comparisons to to Gerard Hansen, and um, I guess that's kind of part of the problem when you bring guy, new guys in um, to sort of replace um, players like that. It can be tough, and um, yeah, he just he never really he never really lived up to that that same that same hype, or I don't know what you would what you would say, but. He never really lived up to the, the standard of uh of Jared Hansen and you know, given his given his C V uh, actually the time I said yeah. probably played at a higher level um than Hansen had. Um yeah. I just don't think he got the same sort of drive out of Lid Hammer. You saw it at times again. Um yeah. definitely. You, you saw it there. Um but just uh, maybe lacking some Creativity here and there, and um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. La- lacking difficult. something, lacking something. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's obviously a pretty good player, has played at a decent level, and has got elite league experience where he's done well. Um, I yeah. just yeah, I don't know. We we just we Sorry. didn't find this. <laughs> he was absolutely fine. Yeah, didn't didn't find his role. Didn't dislike him. Didn't love him. Yeah. Um, Matthew Roy is the last one, I believe. 
Um, and I was disappointed for him that he got that injury. Yes. And I think even given that, you know, if, if he had played the full season, I think it would have made a, a big difference um, in those some of those games that we missed him. Uh, not, you know, not incredible really, but what, what he still gave us, I think was good. Um, he just he just knows the league, and I think he had a good start to the season, and then maybe struggled to get back back up to speed after the injury. Um, so, again, a overall decent enough season for a six from me, um, but that that limited limited chance with the injuries prevented them from really pushing on. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Um, I'd given him a seven, but I've now changed that to a six. I, I gave him a seven because of the the start that he had, and I thought, you know, if he had sort of continued um, playing without the injury, you probably would have got the same uh, the same player. Um, but it's, it's difficult to say. But um, definitely, definitely struggled a bit when he came back and. Um, you know, but the, the whole team was was struggling at that point. Uh, but what you know, what he did, he did, uh, he did well. Um, brought into to be that kind of guy in front of net and uh, sort of divert shots and sort of use his body well. And, uh, I think he did that for for the most part. Yep, third third top goal scorer with fourteen. Um, and I think you know add another ten fifteen games onto that, and you're you're having him up near the top of with report and Bienham, I think. Um, so yeah, yeah a, a shame for him, given that he came back this year, having not played from injury. Yeah. So wh- whether that will be that will be the end of him, who knows? Um. But you know, yeah, more disappointed for him than anything else. Uh, he would have wanted yeah, to. He yeah. would have wanted to go out with, even you know, a chance at the playoffs and stuff. But maybe I'm just thinking that, and he, he's going to play again. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. So that just leaves then. Coach Zach Fitzgerald. I've given him a five. Yep, same actually. Yeah. Um. Don't know where to start. <laughs> well, start at the start, and it, it went well in the beginning. Um, yeah, it did. Which it did. you know, if if we were marking them at the when we were top of the league, then it would have been hard to give them anything less than you know an eight or nine. But the the reason for me that the marks slid down so much. Is that it didn't seem as though he could do anything to address the the slide when we got there. I thought he was really sort of downbeat and almost sounded defeated, which the, most of the team were and they were playing like it. But I just felt that maybe he could have done a bit more from that point of view, or maybe changed things. Um, I don't know how much his hands were tied by with bringing in new signings and stuff, but. Uh, 
you know, I just think with the, the season finishing now, we're in a, a disappointing position given that the team we had, the talent that's there, and uh, but then balancing that as his first year as a coach, so can't be too harsh. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's been a struggle for him. Yeah, I think um, you've you said everything that needs to be said there. Really, I don't, I don't really have any other other takes uh, from that. I think he, in the end, ended up okay. Um, but that that long long period there where we're struggling for confidence and yeah, as you said, didn't really look as if he knew how to change it and that, that was kind of worrying for me yeah um, and I, I mean I, I think he'll be here next season whenever that is um, he's he's learned a lot and still has a lot to learn I think he does deserve another chance um, we can see that there is, there is something there um, but you know he, he'll need to get off to, to a decent start I think I think what what I want to see um, for next year is I want to see a solid, solid defence. Um, given that that Fitzy was a that kind of solid stay at home guy, and you yeah. know it's a, for me kind of failed to deliver um, that. Yeah. To the to the clan, um, I think that's a, a big issue that you know should. Should be addressed um, for next season. Mm-hmm. I I completely agree, um, and we'll we'll kind of come back back round to that when we we do a look back at a sort of retrospective based on what we we thought was going to happen, and then maybe a a kind of um, a look forward to what we what we want from the team and uh, that kind of thing. Um, when we you know when we see that that's fit, you know because. It could be, we could be talking that there is no more play this year. We n- we don't really know. I mean, there was a. It looks like there was a board meeting or a conference call type thing today, and mentions that they discussed um, the impact on all the teams. This is with all the directors and stuff. Uh, roster sizes for next year, start dates, budgets, blah blah blah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, nobody really knows. So how it's hard from a coach's point of view to plan anything, um, but they're all in the same boat. So that's that's only advantage you can say to Fitzy, I guess, is that hopefully nobody's getting a head start on him. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the main thing. Is obviously because of this, we don't know um, for sure. You know, we can't say when when the start of the season is going to be. We can only just assume that it's. It's going to be as it normally is um, just now, and hopefully by then, obviously this this will have subsided, and um, we can hopefully start to continue as normal. Yeah, and it, it's only fair, I guess, to to let them know that as soon as a decision's made. I know it's hard with all the circumstances, but if we're gonna gonna go with them, then he needs time to think about the team and stuff so let's let's make sure that the time is given um, definitely right so that's 
I guess a good place to end the, the hockey hockey stuff. Um we could we could discuss any other business. I mean the only real other business that's happened now is just <laughs> what's happening at, what's happening at the moment, yeah. Yeah, it's um well it's just it's incredible really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean the, the the speed I think it's the thing for me is the speed at which everything's kinda of taken off. Uh we've seen yeah. where other countries are now and um whether we're we're acting quick enough is, is obviously up for debate, but um now it's 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 a really strange feeling that you're not going out and there's no sport on and there's no whatever else. Everyone's basically at home. The place is just a ghost town now. Yeah, exactly. We were trying to find any sort of football league that was still on. Um, last week, like we found, like the Nigerian league was still on. So, we were, you know, it was kind of almost sort of following that, and that's how bad it is. Yeah. 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 But I know you. You know, you you kind of you have to kind of look at it. Look at the, the kind of lighter side of it because um, it's just kind of it's as that severe now, and it's just it's just taking over everything. Yep, um, it's not not quite affecting this podcast yet though, so we'll be, we'll be doing yeah. our best to to bring you some content um, when things change, and we don't don't want it to be too too doom and gloom. So we'll try and come up with I think some stuff for for each time we record. Uh, something a wee bit different while the, the hockey season stuff's off. So I guess yeah. I guess if anyone has any thoughts on well, if anybody's still out, out there and listening, if anyone has any <laughs> thoughts on stuff they'd want us to talk about, then by all means fire over. Absolutely. Nothing's off the table. Otherwise otherwise uh, it will just be complete and utter unlistenable. Is that even a word? That is now. Inaudible. However. Yeah. It would be like the podcast version of that film Silent Place. Is that what it's called? Oh, you know, Quiet Place. Oh yeah, Quiet Place. I've not actually seen it, but I'm guessing the plot of that is just that there's no noise. So that would be what this podcast like if we yeah. don't come up with anything. So we'll do our best. We will. Go ahead and keep the people entertained. Exactly. Um, but uh, that's that's all from me, unless unless you wanted to add anything else before we go and continue the isolation. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Back in the isolation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't have, there's nothing else really to, to add at this point. <laughs> no problem, but... There's um, no sport. There's no news apart from this. No, there uh, isn't. So there's... Um, but hopefully somebody got a wee bit of enjoyment out of this. Uh, if not, I guess I did. It was a decent break. Um, hopefully everyone's safe and all that. And that's that's the important thing. Um, but cheers for listening, turning up. Uh, and next time we, we you hear from us, it will be complete and utter made-up shite. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night. What a way to end. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>